Welcome to the Confident Feminine Body Podcast, a place of healing and transformation in your relationship with your body, food, and fitness. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marbury. I'm an intuitive healer and coach and founder of our Confident Feminine Body Program, where I help women build their self-worth from the inside out, free their voice, and love the sexy skin they're in without diets, deprivation, and self-sacrifice. Think of this podcast as your empowering and fun self-love guide, where you'll get real-time advice and tangible tools as we navigate this body and food freedom journey together. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful soul. I am so happy that you've joined me today, and we are going to be discussing self-worth. One of my favorite topics and one near and dear to my heart to teach and coach on. And I hope that this episode today will serve you at your highest level. And before we get into the episode, I want to take a pause and thank you all so much for listening to this podcast, for subscribing, rating, reviewing it. This podcast is only about three weeks old, and we already have over 65 star reviews and over 500 downloads, which is in podcast world, which I'm still so new to, is very good. It's exceptional, actually. And so I want to personally thank you for being here, for being a supporter of this cause, of this mission of helping women to really own their self-worth from the inside out, free their voice, and love the sexy skin they're in, no matter their age or their size or their appearance. And we're going to be talking a lot about that today. So if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review. We are wanting to reach as many women as possible getting this message out. So thank you in advance for doing that. I read each and every review. It completely makes my day. It lights me up and it it keeps me going. So thank you all so much for your support. All right, let's dive in. So today we are discussing how to build your self-worth. And let's start by just explaining what the heck is self-worth? Because I think a lot of times it gets kind of mixed in with self-esteem and those are two different things. So self-worth is defined by how we value ourselves. So our inherent worth as a human being on this planet. And in a nutshell, it's, it's this idea that your worthiness is not about what you do, rather who you are. And so today we are going to talk about why so many of us struggle with our feelings of worthiness, with our self-worth, and some simple steps that you can take to build your self-worth from the inside out. So why why do we as women especially, and I, I'm going to be speaking to women, but of course this is applicable to all genders no matter how you identify. So it's easy to get caught in the trap of basing our self-worth on external factors. So, so many of us struggle to feel worthy, to feel like we are enough because we are basing our our worthiness on things that are outside of us. And that can show up in a lot of different ways, like our obsession with our appearance or our weight 
or when we are getting a job promotion, we feel really good about ourselves. And then when we lose our job, we feel like we are worthless, right? That would be an example of your worth is heavily weighted in these external factors. So for women, a lot of times it comes up in our bodies, right? Where we are, we start to fixate on our weight. We start to fixate on the size of a certain body part, or just even if we're okay with the size of it, we want it to be toned or we want it to look a different way. And it's it's not that there's anything wrong with wanting to do things that are going to feel good in your body. But the problem becomes is when our, our worth as a human being is weighted in our appearance, it is weighted in our image, because that is going to always shift and change. And I think I'm feeling into that as a woman who is 40 years old, who is definitely, you know, getting wrinkles and, and, you know, my neck, I'm noticing wrinkles on my neck and just little shifts at this point where if I was like clinging onto my image, like my appearance is, is my worth, I can see how it would be so crippling in terms of my confidence because it would start to resist what is actually happening to my body. And it's a really great opportunity when you feel like you're kind of fixating on something to just come back into that reminder that your worthiness, your innate worth, human being on this planet has absolutely nothing to do with your appearance. You are more than what you weigh. You are more than what you look like, right? That is just the outside. So the body is just one example, of course. A lot of times we will base our worth on our relationship status. You know, if we're, if we have a partner, if we don't, or if we do have a partner, if it's going, our marriage is going well, we feel good about who we are as a person. And if it, if you start to feel disconnected, you might start beating yourself up. Money is another really big one. So really defining our worth by our wealth, right? How wealthy we are, how wealthy we feel, how much money is in our bank account. What is our job title? You know, did we get that promotion? Did we not get that promotion? And there's all of these outside things, right? Like, did did we make it into the program or the school that we applied for? And if we didn't, what what do we make that mean about ourselves, about our worth, about our worthiness? And the the issue with constantly seeking external validation to know that we are worthy is that it is just it's like signing up to play a game that you are for sure going to lose because there's always going to be someone more successful than you, someone wealthier than you, someone that is more attractive than you, someone that has more followers than you, right? And we get in this trap of we have these yardsticks that we measure our worth with that are outside of us. And we get in this hamster wheel of chasing that and feeling like what we do is just never, ever good enough. And I think about, you know, um, I can think of a story where it was a very wealthy man. He was a CEO of a company. He made millions of dollars a year, right? But you would ask him, do you feel wealthy? And he might say, no. Well, why not? Well, my friend, I only have one private jet. My friend has three. So everything is relative, right? And the trap that we can, we all fall into is this idea that, 
our happiness and our innate worth is found outside of us. It's found over there. It's found in a smaller body. It's found at our quote unquote goal weight. It's found in having 10,000 followers. It's found, it's found outside of us. And that is ultimately an untruth. And what's hard is we all live in a society and a culture that that is how we all operate, right? That is how our system is designed to be constantly seeking and doing and achieving and all of that. And there's nothing wrong with achievement. There's nothing wrong with promotion and success and all of that. But I think in this conversation, what I want to bring it back to is all of that has nothing to do with your worthiness because you are worthy of love and respect in this moment. And there's nothing you need to do. There's nothing you need to earn or achieve to to win that worthiness. You are worthy here and now. And your body, your soul deserves love and respect and compassion. And so in this conversation, I want to pull it back to what are some steps that you can take today to really build your self-worth? Because look, this is something we all struggle with. I remember in my 20s specifically living in New York City and I would go out, I would like get in my cute little dress and I was all, you know, sexed up looking and I'd go out to the clubs and if I got a lot of male attention, I felt on fire. I was like, oh, I am a badass. I am so hot. This is awesome. And then I might go out on a different night to a bar and get no attention, zero attention. And I remember how it would destroy me. Like I would feel so bad about myself, right? And that's because I was so desperately seeking that external validation to know that I was beautiful, that I was desirable, that I was lovable, that I was worthy. And so we all do this. This is just something that we do. And it's it's part of how we are wired. So if you're identifying with this and you're like, oh yeah, I do that. I do that. You are so not alone. We all do this. This is This is the work for all of us. And I am on the path with you. So let's talk about what are some steps that you can take to build your self-worth? So the first step is always self-awareness and getting really curious about how you measure your worth. So where it can be helpful to kind of ask yourself, where am I kind of fixating right now? Where where am I kind of beating myself up? Is it is it in my career? Do I have a the voice going in my head of, oh, I should be further along in my career? Is it Every time you look in the mirror, you're berating yourself and you're telling yourself, you know what, Elizabeth, if I was just a size blank, then I would finally feel happy. Like getting curious about, you know, how you measure your worth. Is it in your health? Is it in your wealth? Is it in your relationships? Is it in your career? Is it in how connected you are to spirit or how disconnected you feel? So the first step is always getting curious. And when I say get curious, and I say this all the time, you're going to hear me say it many, many times, get curious without judgment. So sometimes when we get curious, we're very quick to be like, oh, I'm totally doing that thing and I suck at this. And like, we just immediately layer that judgment on top. So if you can just pause and get curious without judgment as to how you are currently measuring your worth. The second step is get friendly with your inner critic. 
And another way of saying that is just get to know her, get to know her because those voices in our head, that, that usually is right. That voice of comparison, that voice of, well, she's further along than I am. And I, I wish that I was more like her. And then we just immediately feel bad about ourselves, right? So getting friendly with your inner critic, notice when that voice is loud, like really become aware of when your inner critic is running the show, when she is driving the bus. And be, I want to be clear that our inner critic is there. It is a part of us. We are not trying to get rid of the inner critic. And that's why I say get friendly with your inner critic and become curious about where those voices are coming from, right? Is that is that a voice of society? Is that a voice of our culture? Is that a voice of you were just looking on social media at these thin fit women and you think, oh, I should look like them. Like, is that voice coming from outside of you? Is that voice coming from your mother? Is that voice coming from a trauma that you experienced? And once again, just getting curious about that voice. And this work is really critical because the way that we talk to ourselves, the way that we think absolutely impacts our beliefs, our actions, and how we show up in the world. So the way that you speak to yourself matters and there's no perfect way to do it. There's no there's no life without an inner critic. I want to be clear. It's not as I said, it's not like we're trying to get rid of it, but it's like identifying it, identifying it, knowing when it's speaking and questioning it. Questioning if it's true because most of the time it's not true, right? It's an untruth. Most of the time our inner critic is the shadow that is coming up and is presenting us an opportunity to heal and shift and move out of that place. And I want to give you one little tool that I use with inner critic work, and that is naming your inner critic. And you can get really specific about the different voices in your head. And I'm going to give you an example So when I was struggling with my disordered eating, I had a very loud voice around food and fitness in my brain. And the voice was always like, you shouldn't eat that. Oh, well, if you eat that, you're going to have to go run three miles. Okay, well, you're about to go, you know, eat a big dinner. So now you have to to cut back on your lunch. And it was just a constant obsession, fixation with food, with fitness, with with feeling like my body was so out of my control. And that voice of my inner critic, when I would eat something that I I deemed as bad at that point in my life, I was definitely in the binary thinking of this is good, this is bad. I'm either being good or I'm being bad. And that's a whole nother episode that we could talk about how unhelpful that way of thinking is. But when I was in that place, that, that voice, I would be so hard on myself. You know, I would be like, I am disgusting. My body is disgusting. I feel so gross in my body. I need, you know, it's like, I, it was, it was a lot of hate. It was a lot of hate in my thoughts toward myself. So here's what I did. I named that voice, that voice of my eating disorder. I named him Edgar. Okay. And if your name is Edgar, this is nothing personal against you, but this voice in my brain that was mean to me, I named him Edgar. And what I did is I started to be 
become aware of every time Edgar was poking his ugly head in my business. And I was able to say, Edgar, I've got this. I do not need your untruth. I want you to go sit at the back of the bus right now. I'm going to be driving the bus today. Thank you very much. And it really helped me to identify and label that voice because then I could see that that was not me. That is not my truth. That is not my worthiness. That is that is the voice of shadow, of the inner critic, of the untruth. That is not my reality. It is actually not true. It is not true. I can be trusted with my body. I can know the right way to eat if I just trust myself and listen to my body and honor my body. So that's one tool that if when you do the inner critic work, you can label your inner critic and get to know your inner critic. Okay, step three, identify or get curious about the root of your constant feelings of lack or unworthiness. So getting into the root of why you're operating in the way that you're operating. So is it that you are surrounding yourself with other people who are constantly critiquing their bodies and that's that's feeding into you feeling like I'm also going to hop on this bandwagon of beating myself up and you know, self-deprecating humor because this is the this is the um, circle that I'm running in. Or is it rooted in a trauma from your past? Maybe when you were a child, someone said something to you about your body, or they said something to you about your skill level, right? Like, oh, you're you're not flexible, Sally. You're never going to be flexible. Maybe someone told you that when you were eight years old, and here you are in your 40s, and you still have that story running. Right. So number one, I think all of us are impacted by the society and diet culture that we live in. So first of all, yes, there's a societal element. If you are a human in this world, there's a societal element that you can look at. And then also just looking at your ancestry, right? Your family, any, any trauma that you experienced and getting curious about how that voice is still coming up in your mind and, and really identifying the root of why it is that you are thinking the way that you're thinking. And that's, that's a ton of the work that I do with the women in my Confident Feminine Body program because I'll be honest, it's hard to do that work completely on your own. You absolutely can, but having a coach and a mentor to hold up that mirror in front of you and help you to really identify the root cause is a game changer. Okay, step four, practice boatloads of self-compassion. So the flip side of the inner critic, right, is to me is that sense of self-compassion. Like how, how could you speak to yourself in a way that you would talk to your best friend? How could you treat yourself with the same love and respect as you would someone that you care deeply about and, and really embodying that because it's one thing to I feel like we hear a lot about self-compassion and it kind of comes in one year and out the other and it's a whole nother thing to really embody it and so an example of how I try to embody that in my life is on my walks when I'm moving my body is I'm taking that time to listen to my body to check in with her see her energy level see her mood Noticing if, if I'm feeling really down, noticing if I'm feeling really up, getting curious about that. 
So there's lots of different ways to practice self-compassion, but it's a beautiful, beautiful way to really build your self-worth, right? So, so you remember that you are worthy of that love and respect. Step five is feel your feelings. So a lot of times when we are in, when we are not feeling worthy and we're not feeling enough, we are stuffing it down. Like we are just stuffing it down and then we feel even more bad about ourselves and the, the voice of our inner critic gets really loud and we kind of stuff it down again because we're like, okay, I, I just got to move on. I got to move on with my life or we kind of numb out. And so allowing yourself to feel whatever it is that is present for you and really be, be honest about that and not be afraid to feel your uncomfortable feelings. I think that every time that I can lean into the, the resistance or, or the fear or the things that are coming up that are kind of scaring me, I'm, I, every time I'm able to lean into that and, and move through it and shift through it and, and eventually expand out of it, I feel my worth. I feel that sense of connection to myself and, um, and I think a lot of times when we are resisting our feelings, it leads to our suffering. So a lot of times when we're, when we're finding ourselves getting fixated on external factors, I have found personally for me that when I'm getting really hooked into the external, it's because there's something internal that I'm stuffing down. There's something internal that I'm not looking at that I'm not feeling that I'm not addressing that I'm not being honest about. And I'm, I'm wanting to kind of distract myself with, okay, well, if I could just, you know, get this new client, or if I could just, you know, get the, the feedback I want from my children to know that I'm a good enough mom or whatever it is that's coming up for you. I find that a lot of times when I get hooked into that, it's because I need to come back inside and really feel my feelings and not resist what is actually present in this moment. The sixth thing is activate your worthiness by going inward. So it's kind of an evolution of what I just said. So remembering who you are, and there's lots of different ways that you can do that. Um, remembering that it's, you don't have to do anything to remember who you are. You can be here listening to this podcast breathe into your belly space, breathe into your heart space, take a deep breath, feel your body connecting to the earth and and right away, just feel into how beautiful you are as a human being. You are here on this planet for a very unique purpose. I believe that we all have a unique purpose on this planet. So you don't have to do anything to activate your worthiness, but I do want to give you some other things that you can practice that will help to activate your worthiness. So one is do things that brighten you. So as I was talking about, you know, your unique gifts, your unique purpose, your path on this planet, doing the things that light you up, like bringing play back into your life. You know, as adults, it's, we get so hooked into all of the have tos instead of what we want to do. So how, how can you bring in more want tos? How can you bring in more playfulness and things that are going to light you up. 
Another thing you can do is just celebrate your wins. I mean, how often do you have like a project at work and you're like, okay, I have to, I'm, I'm, you know, buckling down for this project. I, it'll be done in two months and you just work yourself to the bone and the two months is over, the project is done and you, you don't even celebrate. You might celebrate for like half a second and then you're like on to the next thing of like, oh, well now I have this other project that's a, a bigger mountain in front of me. Right. And, and such a disservice to ourselves when we do that. We all do that. I'm, I've totally done that myself many times. And so when we can stop, stop, drop and celebrate, <laughs> if we can really celebrate our wins and, and finding friendships, finding circles, you know, in my coaching program, a lot of our coaching calls, we start with celebrating our wins because it's so easy to get hooked into what is not working, what is hard, what is a struggle, what is, and it's like, wow, what if we actually noticed all the things that are working, all the shifts that are happening, you're going to start to see them more. And I don't know about you, but I'm always wanting to invite more ease into my life. I, I am really good at hustling. I have to be much more intentional about inviting ease into my life. And when I can stop, drop and celebrate my wins and I can take a pause and even give myself permission to stop trying to grow and do all the time and just take that pause to enjoy what I've done to congratulate myself, to celebrate, to go take a nap, to go take a walk, to, to just rest and replenish. Gosh, don't you just feel so much better about yourself and what you're doing on this planet? I think it kind of goes back to that idea of like, if you feel like what you're doing is never good enough, maybe it's because you've, you haven't stopped to celebrate the little wins along the way. Another practice, of course, is gratitude and, and appreciation for all the things in your life that are going well. Another practice is serving someone in need, right? So, so volunteering or, you know, if you're, I I always bring it back to motherhood. I have two young kids. If you have a little child at home, your service is to your children right? Don't feel like you have to go volunteer at like 50 other places to be of service to the world. You are at ser- you are being of service as a mother, just showing up for your children every day and, and really nurturing them, right? So service can show up in so many different ways. Yesterday, I went to go see my girlfriend who has her third baby and it felt so good to go help her to go help clean her kitchen, to hold her newborn, to just be there with her when she felt the tears come as, as they do when you have a newborn and when you're a mom and when you're feeling overwhelmed. And I can't even tell you how much it filled my heart to be of service to her and for her to receive my service. Because how many times do we try to serve and give to someone and they're like, Oh no, no, it's on me. No, it's on me. No, it's on me. No, it's on me. So allowing other people to give to you and then allowing yourself to receive and then being of service and really, and holding that communion with other people where you can, you can hold them up and lift them up. That will absolutely help you to feel and, and build that self-worth from the inside out. So that is just some tips to get you started on your path. 
I hope that that was helpful. If anything I said in this episode resonated with you, send me a direct message on Instagram or Facebook. I'm here to be in conversation with you. So please don't hesitate to reach out to me. I also want to let you know that we have a workshop, an online workshop coming up very soon called the Activate Your Worthiness Workshop. And it's going to be on Wednesday, May 12th. And in this workshop, we are going to be diving so much deeper into all of these things. And you will receive personalized coaching from me. So if you have any questions about what this actually looks like in your life, how you can embody it more, it'll be a great opportunity for you. So you can find more details about that by going to confidentfemininebodygroup.com and you can join our Facebook group and I will be adding a lot of information about that workshop in there. You can also, as I said, direct message me on Instagram for more info. I'm going to be putting a link on my Instagram for that as well. So you can find me at Elizabeth Marbury and I am sending you all so much love today and always you are worthy, you are enough, and I love you. Namaste. I'm Elizabeth Marbury, and I want to thank you for listening and hanging out with me today. Join our free community of brave soul sisters who are crushing it on their journey to body love and food freedom by going to confidentfemininebodygroup.com. That's confidentfemininebodygroup.com. And be sure to download my free gift while you're there. I'd also love to hang out with you on social media. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Elizabeth Marbury. I am sending you so much love today and always. See you next time.